We're up to Leviticus chapter 10. And now we've got a, a narrative chapter. So a lot of Leviticus isn't narrative in this, it's, it's you know, descriptions of what has to be done and how it has to be done. But this is a chapter, a little story, and not a lot like this in the book of Leviticus, but it's a greatly alarming story because it's the description of the sins of the four sons of Aaron. All of Aaron's four sons, the priests, all made mistakes. We're about to read about them. Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered strange fire before Yahweh, which he had not commanded them. Fire came out from before Yahweh and devoured them, and they died before Yahweh. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what Yahweh spoke of, saying, I will show myself holy to those who come near me, and before all the people I will be glorified. Aaron held his peace. Moses called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Draw near, carry your brothers from before the sanctuary out of the camp. So they came near and carried them in their tunics out of the camp, as Moses had said. Moses said to Aaron and to Eleazar and to Ithamar, his sons, Don't let the hair of your heads go loose, and don't tear your clothes so that you don't die, and so that he will not be angry with all the congregation. But let your brothers, the whole house of Israel, bewail the burning which Yahweh has kindled. You shall not go out from the door of the tent of meeting, lest you die, for the anointing oil of Yahweh is on you. They did according to the word of Moses. Then Yahweh said to Aaron, You and your sons are not to drink wine or strong drink whenever you go into the tent of meeting, or you will die. This shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to make a distinction between the holy and the common, and between the unclean and the clean. You are to teach the children of Israel all the statutes which Yahweh has spoken to them by Moses. Moses spoke to Aaron and to Eleazar and to Ithamar, his sons, who were left. Take the meal offering that remains of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire and eat it without yeast beside the altar, for it is most holy. And you shall eat it in a holy place, because it is your portion and your son's portion of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire, for so I am commanded. The waved breast and the heaved thigh you shall eat in the clean place, you and your sons and your daughters with you, for they are given as your portion and your son's portion out of the sacrifices of the peace offerings of the children of Israel. They shall bring the heaved thigh and the waved breast with the offerings made by fire of the fat to wave it for a wave offering before Yahweh. It shall be yours and your sons with you as a portion forever as Yahweh has commanded. Moses diligently inquired about the goat of the sin offering, and behold, it was burned. He was angry with Eliezer and Ithamar, the sons of Aaron, who were left, saying, Why haven't you eaten the sin offering in the place of the sanctuary, since it is most holy, and he has given it to you to bear the iniquity of the congregation, to make atonement for them before Yahweh? Behold, its blood was not brought into the inner part of the sanctuary, you certainly should have eaten it in the sanctuary as I commanded. Aaron spoke to Moses, Behold, today they have offered the sin offering and their burnt offering before Yahweh, and such things as these have happened to me. 
If I had eaten the sin offering today, would it have been pleasing in Yahweh's sight? When Moses heard that, it was pleasing in his sight. So we've got uh, four sons of Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, and Ithamar, and they're all um, in the tabernacle, you know, trying to worship the Lord and do the things that they're supposed to do. Now, the first two sons, Nadab and Abihu, they do something which is found nowhere in any of the instructions that Moses gave earlier. You know, all the way through Exodus and Leviticus up to now, Moses has given bucket loads of instructions. God says to do these things. They do something that's not mentioned anywhere in any of those instructions. They take fire uh, in incense burners and offer it directly to the Lord. Um, so that's a new idea. And the, the Bible says that fire came out from the Lord and consumed them. In other words, they were just struck dead. They had to be taken outside and buried. And Moses and the other two sons were not allowed to mourn for them. Because if they mourned, it would have been kind of like siding with the people against God. It would have been kind of like saying, well, Lord, that was unfair. They had to side with God. And um, according to other rules that were given in the law, they weren't allowed to touch those dead bodies or they would be unclean. That's why other people had to come and take them away. Aaron couldn't rip his clothes because that was a rule for high priests. Um, but normally they would mourn and they would rip their clothes. So it was a strange situation where Aaron and, and these two brothers would have been very sad, but they had to, to side with God because God had done something they didn't understand perhaps. And, um, and I think a lot of Christians today don't understand this story either because they think, why was God so unfair that he just killed them for making a mistake? And the big mistake really was, presum was presumption. Or at least that's what it seems to me, and Bible commentators that I read on this all seem to think the same thing, that it's presumption. These two priests, Nadab and Abihu, they thought they could go do whatever for God and it would be fine. They didn't pay attention to what God actually said about himself. And um, a lot of Christians actually live daily lives of presumption. They think they can live however they want and it won't matter. They think they can serve God however they decide they should serve God and it won't matter. Even though there are plenty of things that God said they should do to serve him and they ignore them. And this is pretty typical of lots and lots of Christians. Living a life however you decide, just full of presumption. And um, people think that, oh, well, God must be pleased. God mustn't be bothered with me because I'm not struck down. And... What they fail to understand is that there's a judgment day coming for everybody. And it, it, what, was, what happened in the example of these two men was that they were struck down in that moment to teach everybody a lesson that one day everyone who doesn't follow the Lord with, with a whole heart according to what he's asked will be struck down. So these two men are a living example that we should not live with presumption. And later in the New Testament, because people think, oh, that's not really a New Testament thing, but God put an example of it in the New Testament as well with Ananias and Sapphira early in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 5, I think. You can go and read that for yourself, but here's two people that once again just presume. They presume that they can do things the way that they think and God strikes them down. And the Bible says that the early church was filled with fear. You know, in other words, the respect for God was huge and people were very careful about living rightly for God. 
And I think that's the point. The point both in the Old Testament example and the New Testament example is that we must be very mindful about living for the Lord and not just presume that we can do whatever and God will be happy with that. People today tend to forget that God is a righteous God. They just think of him as loving only and by loving they think that means he'll just excuse any old thing you happen to do. But they forget that God is loving and righteous that he's a just judge, and sometimes being loving does mean judging. Those things are not necessarily opposites. And they forget that one day everyone is going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we don't want to get to the judgment seat full of presumption. But we do want to get to the judgment seat of the Lord full of love, full of a heart that respects him. And that's what this story teaches us. And then we go on to notice that the other two sons of Aaron also do the wrong thing but it's different. These two other sons, Eliezer and Ithamar, they, um, they're trying to follow all the instructions for the various offerings, and there's a certain uh, instruction to eat meat in a certain spot, and they don't do it. For them, it's an oversight. It's not something they did on purpose. I can, I can easily see this happening because you've got so many different types of offerings, it's so confusing, the distinctions between them seem a bit fine. You remember we've just read through the first seven chapters of Leviticus. You can hardly remember the differences between all the different types. You'd have to be pretty familiar with it. And so these sons forget to eat the meat in a certain spot. And Moses is angry with them and said, why didn't you do it? And Aaron says to them, well, look, even I have forgotten to do that particular thing at times. And he said, if I had eaten that meat today instead of them, would, you have, would God have been pleased? And Moses finally realises, okay, basically you're doing, you've got the right heart, you're trying to do your best, and that was satisfying for Moses. And I think what we see here is, is two different, all four sons of Aaron made mistakes. But two of them made mistakes with presumption. They just presumed, I can serve God how I want, and God, that'll be fine. That's good enough for God. God did not like that at all. The other two sons were trying to serve God the way that he wanted, but they were either forgetful or it was overwhelming. They didn't quite get it right. And in that case, the Lord was merciful. And I think that's the big difference. And I think if we were to... What we notice here is that all of the priests, all four out of four, made mistakes. And that's the truth of the nature of our priesthood too. The Lord, as our high priest, is the only sinless one. But all of us as priests, we all are sinful. We'll all make mistakes. But this chapter is illustrating to us which types are okay and which types are not okay. And if our heart is to serve the Lord, to reverence Him, to do what He says, we want to follow Him. And, and you know, be mindful, we're not following Old Testament laws. These are just an example to us of the type of obedient heart we should have towards the Lord. So our heart should be to obey the Lord and follow him and be hungry for him. And if we, we make mistakes or we have oversights or we forget things or, or we're just not good enough at times, it's in that place that we have mercy because we're doing the best we can and we go to the Lord and say, Lord, help us. And the Lord is okay. We're not consumed. But if we have presumption and we don't really care about what the Lord wants and we just say, what I give you is what you're going to get and that's good enough. And So the, ad the difference between two of the sons to the other two sons is really the attitude of the heart.
So, what's your attitude? Is your attitude that of Nadab and Abihu? Or is your attitude that of Eliezer and Ithamar? Well, I'm in, I'm in with the second two. <laughs> I've made these mistakes, as I'm sure you have too. But let us go to the Lord. You know, we're priests. We're serving the Lord. But let our attitude be that we want to serve him well. We want to do our best and we ask the Lord to help us. Lord, help us. Help us to serve you well. We see in the New Testament, Lord, that story of Peter who denied Christ three times, but he was restored to service. Lord, we know his heart was in a good place, but he, he, even he let you down. Lord, I thank you that your mercy is so great toward us and help us, Lord, to have that heart that wants to serve you fully. Give us grace, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.